You are listening to Excess Advantage, a podcast dedicated to the Genesis RPG by Fantasy Flight Games. The Excess Advantage podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at excess-advantage.com. And now your host, Christopher. Hello, and welcome to Excess Advantage episode 15, Story Genesis. Today's episode is all about what you should do, or rather what I suggest you can do when you're sitting down to make your own setting as opposed to something that someone else has written up. So just a little best practices, some tips and tricks, and some examples from my own personal experiences. So on to the main topic of today, which is what I'm calling Story Genesis, because it's a pun and I love puns. But a few weeks ago over on uh, Reddit, and then again just a few days ago on the uh, Genesis Discord server, there were questions about how you should start making your own setting document for the game. Because unlike other games that are sold as a generic system, Genesis is not a generic system as much as a toolkit, because... You know, the equipment chapter doesn't have a lot of equipment in it. You know, the vehicles chapter doesn't have a lot of vehicles in it. This isn't Savage Worlds or GURPS or any of those games that just each supplement has lists and lists of stuff. You know, the core book has 18,000 different pistols and 16 different types of leather jackets. It's just, here's how you make your own, have fun. And that can be daunting for a lot of people. And so um, what I recommend is there are two basic ways of going about doing it. The first way is if you are making a setting to play at a later point, or if you're just um, tooling around to see how it all works. And then the second way is if you're actually starting a game and you need stuff now. I'm going to go ahead and address that first, because the rest of the steps, it's pretty much the same thing, just the order is different. If you are about to sit down and start playing a game right now, and by right now I'm using air quotes, but you can't see me, if you're sitting down to start a game now, then you don't necessarily have the time to sit down and write out all the um, archetypes. You don't have time to come up with all the weapons, all of the miscellaneous gear, all the vehicles, all of this, all of that. So you do what I call the just-in-time creation approach. It's make something just in time to use it. I am running a play-by-post right now via Discord, and we decided that we're going to be doing an urban fantasy game. So one of the players asked if they could play a vampire. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So working together, him and I came up with a vampire archetype. And uh, one of the other players wanted to play a were-rat. So we are like, okay, let's make a were-rat archetype. We just took the mongrel um, archetype from the book and changed around a few of the, the bonuses. So instead of a uh, bonus to brawn and agility, it's a bonus to agility and cunning because rats aren't necessarily super strong creatures, they're more super sneaky creatures. So the were-rat is agile and quick, but not necessarily strong. So, you know, minor things. So that's pretty much what just-in-time creation is. When something's needed, you come up with it. You know, they have an RV. It's kind of a supernatural style where the PCs are driving around the country hunting monsters and solving supernatural mysteries and whatnot. So do I have stats for the RV? No, it's it's, it's a vehicle that gets them from point A to point B. If that comes up that they need stats for it, we'll make up stats then. But right now, it's not necessary to get the game started, so we ignore it. 
you know, we worked together to come up with our uh, knowledge skills because that was important. One of our players is a wizard, and so he wanted to be the book learning wizard, not the your wizard Harry where it's in your blood kind of thing. So he wanted to have know what the knowledge skills was. So we worked on the knowledge skills. You know, I don't have a massive list of weapons or other gear. Um, one of the characters is an ex-cop. And so he's like, hey, can I have a revolver? Yeah, just take the one from the core book. Don't worry about it, you know? No big deal. Um, if you're not doing the just-in-time approach and you're writing it down to either work on it or to play it later or just to put it out there so people have something to play with, whether it's going to be your group or someone else's, that's when I suggest going in a very specific order of operations. And the reason why I go in this order is um, simply, in my mind, it makes the most sense. Uh, you start with archetypes or species, then you do skills, then you do careers, then talents, and lastly is gear. And if you have other, um, if you're doing like magic or something, then you know that would come before or after gear, depending. Um, gear is just the miscellaneous other stuff. And I have that specific order because the first thing you need to do when you sit down to create a setting is figure out what are your PCs going to do who are they going to be? What part do they play in the story? And so that's where the archetypes come in. For a personal example, with the um, Titanfall Genesis setting that I've been working on, the first thing that I came up with were a couple archetypes. Like, Because I was thinking, okay, I know I want to do Titanfall. I know it's going to be a war story. So what kind of people are going to be going to war? You know, who would be either recruited into or forced into a soldier archetype. And so I came up with quite a number of archetypes for PCs to play, depending on what I thought would be um, what people would want to play as. You know, I have the athlete, someone who is physically fit, pretty quick on their feet. I have the uh, cyborg who just decks themselves out with cybernetic enhancements. You know, I have the brute, the big, strong dude. I've got the networker, someone who's really good at talking with people, and so on and so forth. I came up with these different archetypes. I worked on them, and a few of them I came up with after, you know, I made my what I call my core archetypes. Then later on, I'm like, okay, what characteristic am I not representing as well? Because all of them except for the average human, you know, the um, what I call the generalist, to contrast the specialist, then I'm like, okay, what is missing? Because except for the generalist, they all have um, one attribute or one characteristic at three, one at one. And so I'm going through, I'm like, okay, what don't we have? For example, the athlete, I came up with them because I'm like, oh, I don't have anybody with an agility that starts at three. After all of the archetypes I currently have have agility starting at a two or a one. So the athlete was my answer to the, well, who has a three agility? that's the athlete, that kind of thing. So once you've figured out who your PCs are going to be and what part they play in the story, then I move on to skills because now that we know who they are, then we have to know what do they do or what can they do. And the book has some really great advice for picking out your skills. For example, Titanfall Genesis, I knew that hacking was going to be a thing, so I made sure that the uh, computer skill was in there. Um, I renamed it to hacking because I really hate computer as a skill. Computers is not a skill. It is a tool for using another skill. But I knew I wanted hacking in Titanfall Genesis, so I re renamed it to hacking. 
I wanted to make sure that piloting a Titan was different enough from piloting a dropship or aerospace fighter. So I made Pilot Titan a different skill, and it's based on cunning as opposed to agility. So just because you are an ace fighter pilot or you're a hot shot behind the stick with the dropship doesn't isn't going to transfer over very well to piloting a Titan because it's a completely different experience. You know, you have the, the helmet on, Neuralink, it's got two arms and two legs, you know, it doesn't have wings. All these things that make it different from piloting or even driving. So I created a totally different, unique skill for piloting Titans. Because in the lore of the setting, pilots are the elite because they have to learn how to do all this cool stuff with their Titans. And it's not just something anybody can pick up. So now that I knew who my um, player characters were going to be and what they can do, moved on to careers to figure out what type of um, what type of characters would there be. And go in the core book, there's a lot of good examples of careers that you can use or even slightly modify. So starting on page 40 and ending on page 43, we have a selection of careers. They have um, role-based careers. Uh, entertainer, explorer, healer, leader, scoundrel, socialite, soldier, and tradesperson, and then setting-based careers, hacker, fighter pilot, knight, mad scientist, priest, druid, starship captain, and wizard. And so I went through these, and I'm like, okay, the soldier makes perfect sense. It's a war story. You know, the heavy weapons gunner is going to be a brute soldier, right? Or I took the healer career and renamed it medic and um, swapped out the melee skill for range light because if you're a combat medic, you're trained in uh, weapons. And for a futuristic war story with giant stompy robots, guns were more appropriate than melee weapons. Um, the explorer, I turned that into the uh, ranger career. It's pretty much the same thing. It's a scout. It's someone who can um, work by themselves for long periods of time if need be. So you can do a lot with changing, even if it's just the name of their career to make it more thematic. You know, healer is a great generic name, but this is a war story. You have medics, not healers, um, that kind of thing. But then I did, I did make a few of my own careers, like the uh, Titan pilot career, because some of the people on the frontier who joined the frontier militia used to be Titan pilots in the uh, core worlds, and decided to move out to the frontier because they were done with the, the bureaucratic BS of the core worlds and they just wanted to relax and be left alone. Well, then the bureaucratic BS followed them, and so now they have to dust off their old war gear and you know defend their new home. So by this point, you have a really good idea of the characters that are going to be in your, in your game. You have your archetypes or your species planned out, even if it's just a few of them. You know, I recommend at least three, you know, somewhere three to five is a great starting point, just so you have a wide enough variety. Uh, skills, most of the time, it's just going to be what skills in the book am I using, what skills am I not using, that's pretty much it. In a fantasy game, you're not going to be using astrocartography, but in a fantasy game, you would have melee light, melee heavy, you wouldn't have just a melee skill. 
you know, choosing those simple things. Pretty easy if you know there's gonna be certain skills that are specific to your setting, this would be the time to come up with those. And then your careers, what your characters are gonna be doing and how you bring it all together. Then after that, work on talents. So because now that you know who your characters are, what they can do, and the careers are kind of how they do it, then talents are how can they break the rules? Because that's what talents do, they change things. So come up with a few, you know, one or two talents of each tier. You know, the higher level tiers, you don't have to come up with as many. Lower level tiers, you probably want a few more because people are going to have a lot more tier 1 and tier 2 talents than they have tier 4 or tier 5. And so just think of things that would be thematically appropriate. Maybe take ones from the core book, change them a little bit. For example, I took the barrel roll talent and renamed it to Titan Dash because in the video game of Titanfall, you can dash quickly one way or another to help avoid um, avoid incoming fire. So change the name of it to be more thematically appropriate. You know, change it from um, pilot to piloting Titan, and it was pretty much a done deal. And again, just go through the core book, go through Terranoth. I actually took a few talents from Terranoth, changed them to be more thematically appropriate to a um, giant mecha game as opposed to fantasy game came up with a few of my own and that was pretty much it and so now that you have all of that done I usually save gear for last unless there's something specific I know I'm gonna want then I'll do that um, earlier but for the most part gear is how they do what they're gonna do so archetypes is who they are skills is what they do careers is why they do it talents is how they break the rules and gear is what they use to get things done. So with your gear, you come up with weapons, you come up with armor, come up with miscellaneous equipment. Good starting point is just to comb through the sample settings in the book and take things here and there. You know, I took liberally from the um, sci-fi and space opera setting alike. Com beads, cybernetic implants. Um, actually grabbed the first aid kit. I think is from the modern section. And then they have the bigger um, first aid pack from Weird War, I think, Tannhauser. But you know, go through, figure out what's there. Use examples from other people's settings. If you're basing it off of a specific IP like I did, it was really easy because I just went through uh, the Titanfall wiki. And I was like, okay, they talk about this. I definitely want that. You know, The weapons were there. Armor was pretty much there. I mean, there's a little bit that I had to do myself because of the fact that in the video game you play a pilot and which makes you automatically more awesome than everybody else because they're all NPCs. So I just came up with uh, two pieces of armor. One was for pilots, one was for uh, grunts. So I took the flak vest from Modern and then the uh, armored carapace from the space opera, I think. I don't remember. I don't have them open in front of me, but the one that gives you more um, more hard points than a normal piece of armor of that bulk. And of course, I have this uh, list of one, two, three, four, five that I go through and that I suggest going through because the one feeds into the other, feeds into the other. But you don't have to follow them specifically one through five. You can jump around a little bit. For example, I knew right away that Titans were going to have a separate piloting skill. 
for them that was different than the normal piloting skill. So I knew I had this specific skill that I wanted that was gonna be different than the rest. So I threw that first thing because I knew that's what I was gonna do. I knew that I wanted to have a cyborg archetype. So I did that one first. You know, I knew that I wanted to have the smart pistol because that was my favorite gun in the first game. People would always complain about it because I don't really know why. If anybody knows how to use a smart pistol, they know how difficult it is to do well with it because it takes so long to lock on a pilot. If they see you before you get that third lock on, you are not going to win the engagement, period. And people just don't understand that. You know, they're so focused on doing one thing that they lose their situational awareness. That's not my problem that you don't know what's going on around you. If I had any other gun, I would have been able to kill you anyway. Another tangent, sorry about that. I made sure that I made the uh, smart pistol and that I made it so it was what I wanted it to look like. And I, you know, read through the description in the wiki. I, you know, remembered what it was like to play with it, watched a few YouTube videos. And then for a lot of this stuff, I was um, using the Discord community to um, ask questions, get feedback, you know, hey, this is what I have in mind. What are your thoughts? Because even though I know a lot of this stuff, I'm a little too close to the material because this is my setting that I'm making. So sometimes I make things a little bit too good, or sometimes it's just some wording choices because I'm making the setting specifically to put out there for other people to use. Just because it makes sense to me the way it's written doesn't mean other people are gonna understand it. So getting a second or third or fifth opinion on something is not always a bad thing. Just be wary because a lot of people will come in and provide useless feedback. You know, oh, you shouldn't do that because it's it's stupid because of A, B, and C. Well, A and B are specifically the aims I'm going for. So you giving me that giving me that feedback that it doesn't work because of A and B tells me that it's exactly where it should be because you're getting the vibe that I wanted. So take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you know, even or especially if I'm the one giving the advice because all advice I give is going to be personal opinion. So my opinion is not your opinion. My opinion is not always right. The number one opinion advice I always give everybody is don't overcomplicate it. See if there's something in the rules already that do what you want, even if it's a change of a word here or there, because there's no need to go out and reinvent the wheel if what's already there works. Links to the Discord server are on the website. I'll be sure to throw them in the show notes as well. The uh, subreddit is fairly busy frequently. The official forums are also a great place to go. So there's lots of places to throw out ideas and get feedback. You know, I'll routinely throw it out my idea in two or even all three of those places just to get as much um, as many eyes as I can on it. But when I don't need that many people looking at it, I'll just go to the Discord community and that's my main way of uh, interacting with everybody. And there's quite a lot of people, very helpful. There are people that specialize in different uh, settings and genres be sure to think about what you want to do before you go off and just take someone's advice that you don't know so think about all that stuff but in the end you're the one making this you're the one who has to be happy with it if you want to you know quote unquote publish it make it look good there are three different people on the uh, discord server that would be happy to help that do things in in design that is amazing I've started using GM Binder for all of my stuff because 
They've got all of the everything set up. It uses HTML with a little bit of CSS. So if you know HTML, you'll be good to go. If not, it doesn't take a long time to learn. It's a free resource as opposed to InDesign, which is, I don't know, a lot of money every month. Um, but people are willing to help do what they can do. So don't hesitate to ask someone. Heck, sometimes people just be like, hey, you want me to do this for you? The, uh, the cover image for my Titanfall Genesis setting, which I'll go ahead and link in the show notes as well, was made by one of the Discord community just because he wanted to, uh, Drainsmith is his online handle so but drain smith made a really amazing cover image for me that i'm using didn't ask him for it he just did it which was cool so lots of resources lots of people to talk to just uh, remember that this stuff works for me and all of this is my opinion so if you find something that works better for you then stick with what works for you in review if you are making a widget for a game that you want to play now, then just go ahead and use the just-in-time method, make it when you need it. For things like that, you know, you can throw it out to your players, hey, you want this, you make it and bring it to me to okay, or you can work together either way, but if you're not doing it for something that needs to be done right now, step one is the archetype or species list, three to five archetypes and species, archetypes and or species, I should say. So three to five of those, so you know who your player characters are. Step two is work on the skills, so you know what your player characters can do. Uh, Step three is careers, so you know how your player characters do things. Talents is step four, which is how your player characters break the rules or do things even better. And then step five is gear, the tools that your characters use to do those things. And again, gear is weapons, gear is armor, gear is equipment, gear is um, magic, gear are vehicles. You know, anything that is a tool falls under gear. So yes, I put magic under that. Yes, magic could also be in the skills because you have to have the right magic skill, but how you use that magic, you know, is your gear slash miscellaneous other. So if you wanted to throw in step six, miscellaneous other, and that's where magic would go, or psionics, or superpowers, or whatever widget that makes your settings special compared to others, it would go in that last step. But again, don't feel like you have to adhere to that specifically. Jump around a few times. If you know you really, really want something, work on that right now. Get that taken care of. Or if you're really struggling with, what I know I want this one archetype, but I can't just figure out how to do it then put a pin in it, move on to um, careers, you know, make three to five of those, then come back to it or whatever. Jump back and forth if you want to, but that's the basic order of um, how I do things. Alrighty, and that will be yet another episode of Excess Advantage. Thank you very much for listening, and remember, regardless of success or failure of your dice roll, always check for Excess Advantage. You've been listening to Excess Advantage. If you'd like to leave comments on today's show or subscribe to the community, please visit the website at excess-advantage.com. You can find the host on Twitter at C double underscore Beck. If you like what you hear and want to spread the word, please leave a review or rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe. It'll help others find us. If you want to join the growing Discord community, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash excessadvantage. 
Thanks for listening and catch you next week.